Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Okay, so you're saying uh, Diddy is a sociopath. Go. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know about that, but I just feel like I don't know. He presses. He seems to press a lot of people's buttons. Um, certainly not as much as Kanye, but that's a whole nother story. No, I just saw some online where Diddy was um, arguing with the dude from Power of the Dude who played I the I forget the dude's name. Oh, he played Two Bit on Power. I think he got he was one of Dre's boys. Then he turned against Dre. Anyway. That dude looked like Diddy. Good, Dre sucked. He did. That dude looked like Diddy. I don't give a fuck if you are a hip hop legend. I will beat your ass. And I felt that because I feel like sometimes people get to a certain level and they feel like they can't be touched or they don't gotta respect people as much. I don't know the situation, but I just that's just how the that's the look in the guys. That was the look in the guys' eyes. Um, from what I could tell, you know. But who the fuck am I? Um, also, R.I.P. to take off. He was murdered yesterday. That's what I wanted to talk. I, yeah, and that's why I wanted to record because that's what I definitely wanted to talk about. Yeah, he was murdered. Oh, for man, our listeners, how senseless can it be? For our listeners, um, this is the Bible Breakdown podcast, it, um, <laughs> and um, you know, for those of you who are not, it's a sloppy episode today. Yeah, for those of you who are not familiar with, um, you know, Two Bit <laughs> from Power or Diddy or. Um, take off. Take off. Yeah, these are all amigos. people in the black entertainment culture. Um, but anyway. I mean, I put it in the intro. It's a black man and a black woman in America. So we're going to talk about our yeah, things. Yeah, we're no longer and believers. Quite honestly, yeah. Um, so deal with it. We're uppity. <laughs> I, don't, I was watching <laughs> something earlier, too, um, about Obama and man. Well, people just use any phrasing to like to try to discredit what you were saying. You're a black man down. I was watching some, and you know, I mean, nobody's perfect. I'm sure Obama did his own shit, and people might have is it may have issues with that. But he was just, you know, felt where he was coming from. It was on Twitter, and he was on. Um, I think he was on Pod Save America, which is another podcast, but it was on Sirius XM, and he was just basically like, hey, you know. When I get when I used to talk to people, it's different when I'm on a podium because people look at me like, oh, you know, you're just some politician talking. You're using all this phrasing shit that everyday people don't really knew, know, don't use or don't really know how to use or don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm paraphrasing. Obviously, he didn't say it like that. But then he has said a phrase where, you know, you just got to try to meet people on their level. And man, in the comments, did they just fucking tear him? And they were like, what do you mean by meet them on their level? That's so condescending to say. And I'm like, I use that all the time. Like, no problem saying Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, they're better than me. I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, some people are just better than you. Not at everything, but like, yeah, people are at different levels about different things. What I'm on the same level as everybody. That's what got us fucked up about COVID. Everybody thought like my opinion, I'm going to do my own research. It's like, bitch, you can even pass biology right now. Like a, like a high school level biology course. Like you probably could not pass that right now, but you're going to do your own research. Shut the fuck up. Like listen to people who are better than you in this subject. So yeah, you do have to talk to people on their level because if you don't, they're not going to understand you. Well, also, I don't feel sorry. Also, sorry, just, sorry for yelling. I just feel like they're, I mean, one, that's true. Like, you know, somebody's better than you in different subjects at different times. So, you know, that's not necessarily bad. That just means like that's their expertise. And I think we all have that. But I also think like meeting somebody at their level is not necessarily bad either. Like that, I wouldn't have used the phrase they're better than you, but <laughs> I would have, you know, like it, it, a level doesn't necessarily mean have to be like I'm on top of you. You know, you can buy, you can laterally go to a different level. Like no, I mean, just, I'm on top of you. Let's say, for instance, as far as um, what's something you're better at me? You're better at me than acting. 
So you would be like a level above me. I couldn't come into something like you were doing and expect to perform as well as you. Like that would just be disrespectful. Cause like, oh, I'm so awesome. I could just immediately get on your level. Like, no, and vice versa. Like if you were to try to do hair, like you wouldn't be on my level, you know what I'm saying? And there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, yes, you should, for instance, if I was gonna, tomorrow, if I got booked for something like weirdly and needed like uh, advice, who would I go to? I wouldn't go to another hairdresser. I'd go to you or someone else who has expertise in that area. So the idea that like everyone's the same in every arena, like the idea of equality is just political equality that we're the same in the eyes of the law, but like in different fields, different. Yeah. Like, no, of course not. Everybody. And, and he is elite. This dude, he's with the law school. I'm not, I'm not passing the bar. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's better than me at grad school. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I could probably pass the bar, but that's a different topic. Different <laughs> conversation. I mean, you probably could, but you're also not like out of w- not without preparation, though. Let me not just. I'm not going in. You heard it here, folks. T can pass the bar right now. He's gonna do it now. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what else anyway. do I want to bring up on the show? Um, oh, Elon Musk bought Twitter finally. Apparently, I mean, he was kind of forced into doing it. I'm so glad that has nothing to do with my life because I'm not on Twitter. I never planned to be. Oh, Twitter is great. Um, Twitter is great. I think um, I hear there's a lot of porn. <laughs> and also, a um, part of it that makes it great. And I'm I'm also to me it would be overwhelming. Like quite honestly, just keeping up with my Instagram is a little much. But then to have to do all that, I like reading books. To me, hearing the random incoherent thoughts of like random people sounds like my version of hell. Maybe. I don't know. It lets me uh, know the temperature outside. But also, Twitter's not a real fucking place, like Dave Chappelle said. And don't let that internet shit fool you. Like, a lot of the shit that goes on. Yeah, take a break sometimes. Just give you some, like, come up. Spend some time um, IRL. It's it's pretty lit here. That's also an app. That's why, but that's also, what? Oh, it is. It's also an app called IRL, yeah. I believe that. Um, but I mean, to be I fair, guess. it's to help you meet people in real life and go to events and shit like that. I don't sure. Know. Sure. Just because we need connection. We're human beings. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think if I can spin it to the Bible, that's why it's been such a galvanizing force. People like the sense of community they get from church. And we're not here to criticize that today because we love community, but we're here to criticize what's actually in it. And don't treat it like a user agreement. My internal, uh, I roll my eyes internally anytime now that I hear somebody say, by God's grace or it's God's will or any of that shit. You know, I've tried to like say, you know, for me, for me personally, saying like God is more like a, you know, a slogan or a mantra or whatever. That's me personally. But I know other people don't see it that way. Um, do you think there's been any evidence in the Bible so far of like, let's just say the Bible's real and this was God communicating through people and stuff like that. Do you think there's any evidence that God likes us? <laughs> I don't know. Not even love, like just likes us. I mean, it's, it just seems, I mean, obviously not us, but it I seems mean, very servitude to me. Like, I mean, he, he, he likes, I think like and love would be a stretch. Like, it's just like he's Mm. doing things to, and I'm saying this in the literal sense, but from my perspective in the literal sense, he's doing things for the benefit of himself. So it's like, I'm going to let you take over this land and destroy this people. And in return, you build these altars, you sacrifice these animals and you give it to me. So it's just like, it's not, I wouldn't say he likes it. He likes the smell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So what else? That's what he said. He likes the smell. It's a, it's a Oh, was that really in there? To the Lord. Yes. Did we? I don't remember that part. I'll look it up later. But yes, I do remember reading about it's, like when they're giving the instructions on the sacrifice because it plays, it's a sweet, pleasing odor to the Lord. So 
last time on Bible Breakdown, <laughs> um, we did 24 through 20, 25 through 27. And um, so we talked about Leverite. We covered the 12 curses, which are not famous at all. Like the Ten Commandments are famous. That's a hit. Mm-hmm. We did the 12 curses and it was like crickets. Nobody cared. I never hear about the 12 curses. Well, we talked about, um, no, that was the, I think that was before. That was the, no, no, it was, it was last time. Sorry. Correction. Yeah. That was the very last thing. Um, mm-hmm. We should cover that more. We should dedicate more time to that. But anyway, we did 12 curses. We, I bet there's a chance it'll come up again. We've been repeating a lot of stuff. Uh, we talked about first fruits and ties. Real we talked top. about um, concluding exhortation. So mm-hmm. today um, we are going through 28 through 30 and blessings for obedience is where we're starting at. And warnings against disobedience, which maybe here we can get some clarity on the rules because it seems like, you know, it's improv. It seems like it kind of gets made up as we go along in the book sometimes and uh Oh, my God. Okay, so this is so funny. So just ratio wise, just to show how God like balance the Lord balances stuff out. The Lord, your God, like he's got a new title now because it used to be the Lord, but now it's the Lord, your God. So we're leveling up. So uh, it's verses one through 14 that are um, the the blessings for obedience. And then verses 15 through 68 are the punishments for disobedience. So that's a very interesting ratio there. If anybody wants to do the math of your, uh, so, you know, warnings and your blessings. So there's 15 blessings ways. Blessings are few. There's 15 ways. Well, really, there's 14 ways you can get it right. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, yeah, one through four. I mean, and that's not even like a list. These, That's just the number of verses. Like, I don't even know how they figure out what is a verse and what, I don't know. Anyway, here we go. Uh, New Revised Standard version of the Bible, Deuteronomy 28, blessings for obedience. If you will only obey the Lord your God by diligently observing all his commandments that I am commanding you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. If you obey the Lord your God, blessed shall you You be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your livestock, both the increase of your cattle and the issue of your flock. Blessed shall be the basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you undertake. He will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk his ways. All the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your livestock and the fruit of your ground and the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors to give you. The Lord will open for you his rich storehouse, the heavens to give the rain of your land and its season and and to bless all your undertakings you will lend to many nations but you will not borrow the lord will make you the head not the tail you shall be only at the top not at the bottom if you obey the commandments of the lord your god which i'm commanding you today by diligently observing them and if you do not turn aside from any of the words that i'm commanding you today either to the right or to the left following other gods to serve them warnings for disobedience But if you will not obey the Lord your God by diligently observing all his commandments and decrees, which I'm commanding you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Curse shall be in the city and curse shall you be in the field. Curse shall you be your baskets and your kneading bowl. Curse shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your crown, the increase of your cattle and the issue of your flock. Cursed! 
shall be you when you come in and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send upon you disaster, panic, and frustration in everything you attempt to do until you are destroyed and perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds. Because you have forsaken me, the Lord will make the pestilence cling to you until it has consumed you off the land that you are entering to possess. The Lord will afflict you with consumption, fear, inflammation, with fiery heat and drought, and with blight and mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. The sky over your head shall be bronze and the earth under you iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land into powder and only dust shall come upon you from the sky until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out against them one way and flee before them seven ways. You shall become an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your corpses shall be food for every bird of the air and animal of the earth. There shall be no one to frighten them away. The Lord will afflict you with bo the boils of Egypt, with ulcers, scurvy, and itch of which you cannot be healed. The Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and confusion of mind. You shall grope about at noon as blind as people grope in the darkness, but you shall not be unable to find your way, and you shall be continually abused and robbed without anyone to help. You shall become engaged to a woman, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but not live in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but not enjoy its fruit. Use your ox shall be butchered before your eyes, but you shall not eat it. Your donkey shall be stolen in front of you and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies without anyone to help you. Your sons and daughters shall be given to another people while you look on. You will strain your eyes looking for them all day, but be powerless to do anything a people whom you do not know shall eat up the fruit of your ground and all of your labors you shall be continually abused and crushed and driven mad by the sight that you your eyes shall see the lord will strike you on the knees and on the legs with grievous boils of which you cannot be healed from the sole of your foot to the crown of your head the lord will bring you and the king whom you set who you set over you to a nation that neither you nor your ancestors have known where you shall serve other gods of wood and stone you shall become an object of horror a proverb a byword among the peoples where the lord will lead you you shall carry much seed in the field but gather little in it for the locust shall consume it you shall plant vineyards and dress them but you shall neither drink the wine nor gather the grapes for the worm shall eat them you shall have olive trees throughout your territory but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil for the olives shall drop off you shall have sons and daughters but they shall not remain yours for they shall go into captivity all your trees and the fruit of your ground of the cicada shall take over. Aliens residing among you shall ascend above you higher and higher when you shall ascend lower and lower. They shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to them. They shall be the head and you shall be the tail. All these curses shall come upon you, pursuing and overtaking you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the Lord your God by observing the commandments and decrees that he commanded you. They shall be among you and your descendants as a sign and a portent forever. Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and with gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and lack of everything. He will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation from far away from the end of the earth to swoop down on you like an eagle. A nation whose language you do not understand. A grim faced nation showing no respect to the old or favor to the young. It shall consume the fruit of your livestock and the fruit of your ground until you are destroyed, leaving neither grain, wine, and oil, nor the increase of your cattle and the issue of your flock until it has made you perish. It shall besiege you in all your towns until your high and fortified walls in which you have trusted come down throughout your land. It shall besiege you in all of your towns through the land that the Lord your God has given you. In desperate straits to which the enemy siege reduces you, you will eat the fruit of your womb. <laughs> oh, God. 
the flesh of your own sons and daughters whom the Lord your God is giving you. Even the most refined and gentle of the men among you will begrudge food to his own brother, to the who, the wife whom he embraces, and the last of his remaining children, giving to none of them any of the flesh of his children whom he is eating because nothing else remains to him. In desperate straits to which the enemy's siege will reduce you in all your towns, she who is the most refined and gentle among you, so gentle and refined that she does not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground, will begrudge food to the husband whom she embraces, to her own son, to her own daughter, begrudging even the afterbirth that comes out from between her thighs and the children that she bears because she is eating them in secret for lack of anything else. In the desperate straits to which the enemy siege will reduce you and your towns, if you do not diligently observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, fearing this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will overwhelm you both and your offspring with severe and lasting afflictions and grievous and lasting maladies. He will bring you back. He will bring back upon you all the diseases of Egypt of which you were in dread and they shall cling to you. Every other malady and affliction, even though not recorded in the book of the law, the Lord will inflict upon you. The Lord will inflict on you until you are destroyed. Although once you were as numerous as the stars in the heaven, you shall now be left few in number because you do not obey the Lord your God. And just as the Lord took delight in making you prosperous and numerous, so the Lord will take delight in bringing you to ruin and destruction. You shall be plucked off the land that you are entering to possess. The Lord will scatter you amongst the people from one end of the earth to the other, and there you shall serve other gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your ancestors have known. Among those nations you will find no ease, no resting place for the sole of your foot. There the Lord will give you a trembling heart, falling eyes, and languishing spirit. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. Night and day you shall be in dread with no assurance of your life. In the morning you shall say, if only it were evening, and at evening you will say, only if it were morning. Because of the dread that your heart shall feel in the sight that your eyes shall see. The Lord will bring you back to the ships of Egypt by a route that I promised you would never see again. And there you shall offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but there will be no buyer. <sighs> that was a lot. <clears throat> that was a lot. Um, yes. Yes, it was. So you've been talking for a minute, and I actually just sat here and listened to that and was reading along with you. <clears throat> one of the rare instances of that. Um, and so one of the things I noticed here from the blessings for obedience, and let me just make sure I'm correct on this. So in the blessings and also in the warnings, it's both like, it just basically gives a sentence or two, maybe a verse or two about like, Hey, you need to obey. And then it tells you, all the areas where you will be blessed in, but it doesn't actually like give you a good, at least in my interpretation, it doesn't actually give you a good guideline or like how to actually make that practical or applicable in life. It just says, Hey, you need to obey, be diligent. And this is the way to do it. You basically have to listen to everything that's in this book, but it does. I mean, there's no room for, no. here's the game. Because they, of course, you're not going to be able to do this. That The whole point is for you to fail. Like, that's why it's an impossible okay. standard. Like, back then, it was all okay. these little statutes and stuff, and now it's, you know, not having sex or whatever until you're married or whatever. It's, it's like most people are going to fail. So they have a system in place where you can redeem yourself in the eyes of the Lord, and that's where the Levites come in. You bring them your wealth, and they make you good with God. And that's still the game now. Like, when you fuck up, you, you know, you can go to church and— take whatever course or you know you have to pay your tithes like you're automatically out of favor if you're not tithing so like and these are shit, all the so. things huh i said i ain't tithing on shit that's a scam well and that's why your life is in pay shambles. your therapist don't pay the church <laughs> how about that well pay but the church doctor. has therapists that are counselors those. i'm sorry not counselors those. i i only agree with those because I do take therapy at a Christian organization. However, um, we, my therapist, we don't talk about God unless I bring it up, which I think should be the standard. Um, now you, sure. you and I have had disagreement on that. Cause you said, don't pay any religious institution period, which I, can't. I never said that. 
What did you say? I just like to. I personally just don't like to, but sometimes it's unavoidable. It'd be like if I went to like most hospitals are owned by religious organizations. Like I've given them plenty of money. Like I'm trying to stay alive. Like if it's a situation where like in this is a form of treatment, like this is a form of medical treatment. So I don't think it would be any different than me having my baby at St. Vincent's. Which would be it. Yeah, I don't know. More of an Eskenazi guy these days. Um, But (laughs) anyway, regardless. Go IU Health. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. um, Absolutely. Definitely go IU Health. Um, Dope. And anyway, regardless, regardless. Uh, So, okay. Good for you to break that down. um, Because I was just like. Because, yeah, they don't want you. You're built to fail. This is not good instruction It's built to fail. And then, yeah, man, was that a fucking shitload of just everything that could go wrong for abuse. you if you fuck up? Like they even called it abuse. <laughs> oh, did they? I missed that part. But yeah, it's like you will be abused and yeah, crushed. Yeah, you shall be continually <laughs> abused and robbed without anyone to help you. Yeah, you shall be continually abused and crushed. That, that's wild. Like. And- and you know what else? Uh, you know, I feel like this is extremely harmful. It's because whenever people do see hardships in their lives, they think it's because they're out of favor with. OK, the Lord. so go ahead and get your shit off because I got something coming. Also, well, it especially pisses me off when people are infertile because he's saying mm. like or the narrator, whoever's saying this, is it Moses? I don't know. Like whoever is communicating this message to the um, Israelites is saying that the issuance of your womb and your flock mm. is up to how good you are with the Lord. So if you go with the Lord, it's going to, you know, be a, a lot of things popping out. But if not, like, so basically if you have infertility issues, like if you're an adherent to this faith, it's not crazy to think it's because you're out of favor with the Lord and you're probably going to chalk it up to some previous sexual experience you've had that made God mad at you. And I think that's really messed up. So go ahead. What's your thing? Um, We're almost at break, but I think I can get this in. So this uh, I don't know if you've ever have you ever seen the movie The Mist? It was a Stephen King book. Got turned. I have not. OK, well, well, it's a it's a pretty good movie. Um. I I saw it about 10 years ago and then, you know, Halloween just passed. So I was watching a lot of horror type films and stuff like that. And that was one I revisited. And I hadn't seen this movie like in maybe 10 plus years, but I'm familiar. Like the big thing about the movie is the ending, like how it ends. It's, it's really like a jaw dropping moment. But that's not even what I want to talk about there. I forgot how much of a religious um fanatic storyline goes on in this movie so just to give a little backdrop on the movie there's this mist that overrides this like midwestern town or some shit like that um these people get trapped in the grocery store and like if you go outside and go into the mist there's like these monsters from maybe interdimensional whatever and they'll kill you so it's like you know giant fucking spiders and mosquitoes and shit like that anyway um so every time like this lady who's in the store, she's she starts off by praying to God. And then when shit happens, she'll tell people like, oh, we were sinners. This is this. And then and she ends up like the more people die, the more people she converts because they think that she's right because this shit is happening. And so why else would it be happening? And so it just it was such an infuriating that woman should have won every award by the way okay she killed that role she was so infuriating because it's just like in that situation if that was to happen you have to rid get rid of these people quickly because they spread like a cancer yeah and 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 she converted all these people in the store to where now they're like trying to sacrifice people in the store to have good faith with these monsters and that that's not how the world works at all no it's Um, a losing strategy for sure so you know spoiler alert they kill this lady um (laughs) uh i won't say how but you know it's a good movie and it just it reminded me kind of of some of this and what we've been talking about so anyway oh boy okay so do we have anything else for this long ass chapter i think you broke it down pretty good well i just wanted to point out the um you know my interpretation of it and i appreciate you elaborating on that so i'm gonna go ahead 
and jump into Deuteronomy 29. Okay. These are the words of the covenant that the Lord commanded Moses to make with the Israelites in the land of Moab, in addition to the covenant that he had made with them at, Mo- at Horeb, uh, the covenant renewed in Moab. Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt. To Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, the great trials that your eyes saw, the signs and those great wonders. But to this day, the Lord has not given you a mind to understand or eyes to see or ears to hear. I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. The clothes on your back have not worn out and the sandals on your feet have not worn out. You have not eaten bread and you have not drunk wine or strong drink. You have not eaten bread and you have not drunk strong and you have not drunk wine or strong drink so that you may know that I am the Lord your God. When you come to this place King Shion of Hezbon and King Og of Bashan came out against us for battle but we defeated them we took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Rebunites the Gadites and half tribe of uh, Manasseh therefore diligently uh, observe the words of this covenant in order that you may succeed in everything you do and everything that you do You stand assembled today, all of you before the Lord your God, the leaders of your tribes, your elders and your officials, all the men of Israel, your children, your women and the aliens who are in your camp, both those who cut your wood and those who draw your water to enter into the covenant of the Lord your God, sworn by an oath which the Lord your God is making with you today. In order that he may establish you today as his people and that he may be your God as he promised you and he and as he swore to your ancestors to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob. I am making this covenant sworn by an oath not only will with you who stand there with us today before the Lord your God but also with those who are not here with us today. You know how we lived in the land of Egypt and how we came through the midst of the nations through which you passed. You have seen their detestable things. You have seen their detestable things, the filthy idols of wood and stone, of silver and gold that were among them. It may be that there is among you a man or woman or a family or a tribe whose heart is already turned away from the Lord our God to serve the gods of those nations. It may be that there is among you a root sprouting poisonous and bitter growth. All who hear the words of this oath and um, bless themselves, thinking in their hearts. We are safe even through we are safe even though we go on our own stubborn ways, thus bringing disaster on moist and dry alike. The Lord will be unwilling to pardon them, for the Lord's anger and passion will smoke against them. All the curses written in this book will descend on them, and the Lord will blot out their names from under heaven. The Lord will sing the Lord will single them out from all the tribe of Israel for calamity in accordance with all the curses of the covenant written in the book of the law. The next generation, your children who rise up after you, as well as the foreigner who comes from a distant country, will see the devastation of the land and the afflictions with which the Lord has afflicted it. All is soil burned out by sulfur and salt, nothing planted. Nothing sprouted and able to support any vegetation like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Adma, uh, Zeboim, um, which the Lord destroyed in which the Lord destroyed in his fierce anger. They and indeed all their nations will wonder, why has the Lord done this? Why has the Lord done thus to this land? What caused this great display of anger? They will conclude it is because they abandoned um, the covenant of the Lord, the God of their ancestors, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. They turned and served other gods, worshiping them, gods whom they had known, that whom he had not allotted to them. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against that land, bringing it, bringing on it every curse written in this book. The Lord uprooted them from their land in anger, fury, and great wrath, and cast them into another land, as is now the case. The secret things belonging to the Lord our God, but the revealed things belong to us and to our children forever, to observe all the words of this law. Thanks be to God. Really interesting that because it gets brought up a lot that this is the old testament like this is the old testament so we don't have to you know 
take all of this literally because it's the old one. But it's like, if you're a God, why would you need a new testament? Like, why did you get it so wrong the first time? Because so much of this is very, very wrong. Um, and the fact, too, that he says it's supposed to be like this forever. So, like, when you think about the timeline of Judaism and Christianity, like, Christianity really is just a revamped version of Judaism, where they're like, hey, we've added this new part now to supplement the old part. But the old part is very, like, adamant, talking about you're supposed to observe this forever. That's a whole nother thing I think I've been wrestling. That's a whole nother thing I've been wrestling with. But um, I'm sorry had to do that um i was mid thought or we were talking about something what was the last thing oh um something about probably about like how god's just gonna fuck everybody up okay. <laughs> that's pretty much it's that's not, the theme anyway it's not helpful at all um it's just you know, like I said, these are just the spoils. This is the distribution of spoils after a war. Um, this covenant at Moab where God's like, I'm officially choosing you guys to be my people forever. Like the Lord is basically kind of putting a ring on it and just saying, I've agreed to be you guys as God. And in exchange, I will offer you protection and you guys will pay protection money. Yeah. In the forms of tithes and offerings. Also, um, they just keep throwing that out there. Like, hey, remember, got you out of the uh, got you out of the debt or, you know, what was the Egypt? So I can quote it correctly. You know how we lived in the land of Egypt and how we came through the midst of the nations through which you passed. You know, they just keep dropping that in there. And it's like it reminds me of. This movie, Carlito's Way, because, you know, this is how I, I make sense of the world. I reference things that I've seen in the Come on, Abed. And it, you said, come on, who? Abed. Who's that? The iconic character from Community. Oh, okay. Well, sure. Um, <laughs> but no, like, there's a line in the Carlito's Way where, um, I can't remember her name, but Carlito's girlfriend is basically like, you know, Carlito's lawyer got him out of prison and every time there's a fuck up the lawyer's like hey don't remember remember got you out of prison did you that solid <laughs> like you know like that type of thing but he's really like on some bullshit and he's really like double crossing Carlito and mm-hmm. so the girlfriend's like yo you you keep saying like yeah he got me out you know I owe him, I owe him. And she was like, I mean, yeah, he got you out of prison, but and he saved your life, but that doesn't mean you have to, like, you know, give it to him. And I just, like, that always resonated with me because I think when people do good for somebody, it's like they kind of, some people will still hold it over your head. And I've certainly been that way sometimes, too. So I'm sure. I'm not above this. But it is a... A manipulation slash abusive tactic. Tactic, yes, it is a manipulation it, tactic for sure. And especially when you take into consideration, it's very more than likely it never even happened. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you're still on that train. So, I mean, I just like reality. I think we all function better when we're using reality as our touchstone. But this is the thing: and everybody's reality is not the same. Like, yes it is it, it, no 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 now no we, no no. there is reality no, reality is the same our interpretations of it are different okay but that's why i like science because it's a a very earnest attempt to understand reality while removing our biases which we can't do completely but the more we we go towards accuracy and reality the better off we are even though we'll never totally be perfectly accurate we'll never be perfectly like in sync with reality because we you know like we're fallible beings but when we go the other direction which is i don't care about facts i don't care about reality i think that's harmful i agree with that sentiment completely i just think that the phrase perspective is reality is also very prevalent it's not it's but that it's actually not though but (laughs) like it's literally our perception that's why it's the word perception 
and not reality. It's what's being perceived, and we can't yeah, process you can everything in reality. All the facts you want to people, and I'm not disagreeing with you on this, but I just know yeah. from real life practice, and I'm sure you do too. You can present all I the facts. You can present yeah, all the facts you world. want, but yeah. they still don't care. Like we've, you know, done. Yeah, this they for, want to stay in their cult. We've done this it's for fine. two years now, and you know if and we've backed some of this stuff up with you know things that are factual like you can actually go out there and make one plus one make two and people are like nope still don't care god is real no because they've been taught one plus one plus one equals one (laughs) but anyway um yeah so that was me going on the tangent of that uh do you have anything else before we jump over into god's fidelity (laughs) I have so much stuff, but I think I'm just going to move on for now. Um, all of this is just so toxic and it's so like clear when I hear people talk like just our general culture, which is just you just have people arguing absurdities like it's just like, let's say, for instance, like Muslims and Jewish people fighting each other. It's like it's just so senseless because it's like you're both wrong. God's fidelity is sure. <laughs> I think we could all use a, a lesson in humility and understanding yeah. that we all could be wrong. We shouldn't kill people because we're so convinced we're right. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, that's where extreme. we mess up. Yeah, I think that's always the mistake where it's like, and that, but that's what's being prescribed in what we've read so far, right? Because God is, the Lord, our God, has told us to kill a bunch of people for disobeying him and not following him. And if not, he's going to fuck us up. So and not just men and women, but like there was one <laughs> chapter a few chapters ago where it was like kill everybody, like the dogs, the yeah. children, everything in like yeah, everything to me. That's a little offensive because just a little, not a little. When I say a little, it's a lot, but it's, <laughs> it's very offensive in the sense of like I've spent a lot of time lately with um, my ex-girlfriend's children. Like we still have a relationship as far as like, you know hang out with her kids and go to their soccer games and stuff and just like she had another daughter after we got you know we weren't together anymore and this this young girl's um father's not in her life for the most part and so i've kind of you know just tried to be like a positive role model for this little girl and you know um yeah, you know, I would, like I have a like I really care about this child, and so I just think about like some of the things we read, or some of the things that's going on in the world. And I'm just like, how could you go through the world and just feel like, yep, yeah, I'm just gonna murder these people? Because in 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 the root of it all, like we're all somebody's kid, you know. Yeah, so I just feel like, shout. and death is so permanent. It seems very extreme. Like, okay. You know, I play video games. I play stuff like that. Like, that's fine. But let's keep it there. You know, like when it comes yeah, into the, the carnage, when it comes into the real world, it just seems a little excessive. Also, too, the last chapter was really gory when he was talking about like mothers eating their own like oh, yeah, children yeah. out of the womb and after birth. That was just really it's it's really the paintings um, for this are cool, though. I don't know when I'm really this will probably be like around Halloween and stuff like it it was very on par for the season where it's just that was very gory and terrifying so Mm. good job if that was the goal they did it (laughs) all right God's fidelity assured Deuteronomy 30 when all these things have happened to you the blessings and the cursings that I've said before you if you call them to mind among all the nations where your Lord your God has driven you and returned the Lord your God and you and your children obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, just as I am commanding you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you, gathering you again from all the people among whom the Lord your God has scattered you. Even if you are exiled to the ends of the world, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you back. The Lord your God will bring you into the land that your ancestors possessed, and you will possess it. He will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul in order that you may live. The Lord your God will put 
all these curses on your enemies and on the adversaries who took advantage of you. Then you shall again obey the Lord, observing all his commandments that I am commanding you today. And the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all your undertakings, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your soil. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, just as he delighted in prospering your ancestors. When you obey the Lord your God by observing his commandments and decrees that are written in His this book of the law, because you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Surely this commandment that I'm commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it too far away. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will cross it to the other side of the sea for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it. No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart for you to observe. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, that I'm commanding you today by loving the Lord, your God, walking in his ways and observing his commandments, decrees and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live loving the Lord your God obeying him and holding him fast for that means life to you and length of days so that you may live in the land that your God you, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob okay so by the way all those guys sucked hard like the only thing they did was like kill a lot of cattle for the Lord and people. They're really good at both of those things, killing cattle and people. I'm sorry, it's your turn. Well, I was just gonna say, um, so I read something or watched something before that was like the Adam and Eve stories essentially like um like the apple is re represented representative of like knowledge. And, mm -hmm. and so, like, God essentially just... Even though apples didn't exist in that part of the world at the time, that was a very European interpretation. Of course. Um, I've also heard it being referred to as maybe a pear or a pomegranate, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I just... And you reading this just made me think, because it keeps... It's, it's for the last couple of chapters, it's continued to beat down on, like, don't have other gods don't go outside of this don't do any of these things and it's made me think like when you read a lot of books and you are just maybe a more open-minded person and you actually try to understand the other side of things a lot more I think I don't know I think it allows you to put this down or not take this so like literally um, I don't know. I just keep coming back to, I mean, these just seem like a lot of tactics to keep people controlled, entrenched in a narrow minded, um, mindset. Um, I don't know. That's really what I got with this. It's just, this is not, I great. totally agree. Uh, like I said, I feel like this is all a setup because um, most of these laws are in, for one, there's just too many to like do all of them perfectly all the time. So you're going to slip up <laughs> and they already have the mechanics in place so that you can get right back with the Lord. And uh, so the cycle can just keep continuing. And of course, like where we live now today, we don't, you know, go to a temple and sacrifice cows but um, they've just substituted and they, they're saying like at least the church I grew up in, I'll say this was like, we're under a new covenant. And so under the new covenant, you don't kill animals. You just bring 10% of your gross income 
And then also various goodwill offerings for visiting pastors, for mission work, the building fund, um, you know, all of these things. And I think that's how it translates now. And I think people are still using this is what I don't like. They're weaponizing human psychology against people like we can. And, it, it, and that's what to me is so pernicious about it, because people do want protection. People do want community. People do want to feel special. Like this makes you feel amazing. It's like, oh my gosh, like the God of the universe, like wants to be in a personal relationship with me and save me and punish everybody who is mean to me. Perfect. Like, you know, like that's a much better, it's a more alluring and seductive narrative than we live in a cold, unfeeling universe and we just have other people to rely on. Like, I don't think that's Can I as stop you right there? Yes, of I course. Don't, I don't understand. And maybe, I don't know, maybe, like, what is wrong with the idea of you're not that special, man? You're not that, you're not that great. And what goes back to what you were saying about Obama before, about how people got all mad at him for saying, like, you got to get on their level. Well, okay, this is me trying to level with people. And I think this is why, one of the reasons I like this platform, but just having conversations in general, and I'm learning more this more about myself is like I think these conversations are super important because there are and this streams in a lot of different ways um but I think there are young people out there who particularly need guidance uh I got dragged not dragged I started a conversation with some people yesterday when I was doing something and we were talking about how I just at in my late teen in my teens early twenties, I didn't have the tools that I have now to understand, particularly with dating. Like it's okay to be like, Hey, I like you. I value you. I appreciate being with you, but I don't want to only be with you. I didn't know how to do that then. And a lot of it was just my perception of what I thought women wanted. I thought we had to being a good dude. Yeah, I thought I thought it was. Yeah, Yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was perception of like, this is not a good dude. You're using this person, all these type of things. And then as I've navigated life more, I understand that there is a conversation where you can have and do that. And I think that also relates here is it's like, hey, yeah, you might die and there might not be any heaven afterwards, but that doesn't necessarily diminish the time that we have here it just mean it actually i think empowers us more um because now everything is much more meaningful so like a lot of the things we how are you gonna i couldn't enjoy heaven if i knew people i cared about were in hell like i just couldn't (laughs) and and if i did i wouldn't be myself like that's not me (laughs) like seriously how could you enjoy heaven and be like oh is pop did papa make it it's like nah that he is fell out of God's favor. <laughs> I keep saying I'm gonna publish a book called, like a children's book called, "Is Papa in Hell?" I need to really. I'm gonna keep saying that until I do it. That is so funny. You should. I know a girl um, who I used to work with. She's publishing children's books now. So if you want, that's that what's happen, up. Listen, up. and I love children's books. I used to be one of the best things is going to the library with my kids. But let's get ready for next episode. Actually, we have some drama coming. Joshua becomes Moses's successor. So that'll be some action. Um, Oh, and it looks like there's going to be like a little song that probably sounds better in Hebrew. And Moses's final blessing. So yeah, that should be interesting. So make sure you come back and um, join us. And if you have questions, uh, hit us up at the Bible breakdown podcast at gmail.com. Bye.